And you're welcome to Racing Only Better ahead of Super Saturday this weekend. 11 races to mark your card for at Newmarket, York and Ascot. There will be laughter, there will be tears, lots of disagreements and the occasional pass and all that just from the mouth of Tony. I eat value for breakfast, Calvin. How are you, TC? Uh, I'm not eating much value at the, at the moment, you. No, well, good value, bad value. It all goes down the same gullet, doesn't it? So, I, I, you know, I want to be, be eating what you're eating because it appears to have turned your hair blonde. Yeah, do you like this? I just haven't got any gel in it. I'm in the sunny, sunny <laughs> times of Spain here for a bit of a golf and a, a bit of a breakaway. And uh, yeah. <laughs> that, reminds, like... that reminds me of a story. Andy Stewart came uh, came back in the country. And he was got the same colour hair as you. Exactly. And he had long <laughs> locks like Michael Fabricant. And someone said, to, uh, someone said to him, what's going on here? He said, oh, the, the Barbados sun turned it blonde. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah this, the, Spanish, about... this, the Spanish sun is, Hugh Cahill is morphing into Matt Chapman to my eyes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I wouldn't go that far. I did hear there might be a vacancy in number 10 Downing Street, though. So I hear any any dumb blonde can apply for that. So I can put myself into the record already, for that. He's already got the four-letter nickname anyway. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right, gentlemen, we have lots of rating to talk about. 11, as I mentioned, Super Saturday, so let's get stuck in. We have a money-back special at York in the 145. Money-back is a free bet if your horse fails to place. I'll remind you of that when we come to it. Check out the show, Terms and Conditions, for more details. Right, new markets. The 205 is the Bedford Lodge Hotel Handicap. I'm going to kick off with you, Mr. Kevin Blake, if you don't mind. It's seven furlong handicap. Kidwa for William Haggis, your seven to four favourite. Miss Carol Ann, nine to two. Truly acclaimed, nine to two. Golden Spice, seven to two, and it's eight to one bar here. Short price, five. Kev, does he do the business? Yeah, he's the sec- she's the sexy one, I should say. She, but, she, um, she. Would, wouldn't, wouldn't be for me at the price. Now, I was making a little case for sink- Silk and Petals, um, Phil McBride. Um, you know, her first try at the trip last time, and they kind of rolled her to get it, and I thought she got it quite well. Um, has come back down to a mark that she can win off, I suspect. And um, yeah, I thought there was enough encouragement in that performance last time to justify uh, another whack. And yeah, hopefully she'll go well here. Excellent. Okay, eight to one at the time of recording. Dan Barber, which is Thursday evening for uh, our listeners. Dan Barber, who have you come down on here? Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it, kid? Where none of us are going to put it up because because of the price and the fact that it's the red car race isn't worth a hill of beans really. But then it's Haggis and it'll probably just win. But I thought mm. they were two. Not I'm not with Kez. I thought Golden Spice was quite interesting on the basis that that she may get a soft lead. She tried to make all in a Sandringham at Royal Ascot. That's a much different task to what she'll face here. I think she'll get an easy one. Buick's on. Uh, the danger, I think, on form is truly acclaimed, who did well to come from rear air last time. But Golden Spice will get track position. We've seen it again at Newmarket today. Get the rail and, and make them try and pass you. Lovely. Sugar and spice and all things nice. Tony Calvin's motto for life. He just doesn't listen to it. Right. Uh, the 240 is the uh, Bet365 mile handicap, gents. And again, it's over a mile here. A Bay of Honour for Charlie Appleby, 9-4 to favourite. Lasso Dude for Richard Hannon, 3-1. to We've got Jimmy Hendrix. I won't make that stupid joke again about Hey Joe and all that. 4-1. to one. Be My Lucky Son, 5-1. to one. It's 8-1 to one bar here. Dan, um, a Bay of Honour, 9-4. to four, five. How, how do you see this one going? In, not strong. I think this is really tough. You can You mm. can genuinely make a case for maybe seven of the eight. I think it is that that wide open. But I thought the most compelling claims are those of Lasso Dude, particularly mm. his second favourite. Um, that Doncaster performance was pretty authoritative. He's got a fair bit about him. You go back to that that second on his reappearance. That reads really well. He ran into a proper one that day. And he's got just seven pounds for Doncaster. I think he's... And I like the booking of Sumion as well. He's bred to be a very good horse. Sumion's booked. Uh, he suggests they very much mean business. Okay, excellent. So it's Lasso Dude for Daniel Barber at three to one. Kev for your good self. Lasso Dude as well. Oh. Double up on that one. Um, as Dan says, Nottingham Run reads well. And 
one in good style, I thought, at Doncaster last time. Just looked like a horse that's ahead of his mark. He's only had the four spins. You know, course and distance should suit well. And yeah, let's rock it on. Lasso dude. Okay, Red pedigree, we where the dummy's rated as high as the sire. You don't get many of those. No, very good. Rare, and yeah, la- you don't get many where, dude, where, proper mare. where we have two in agreement as well. So uh, three to one currently. Lasso dude in the mile handicap. Right, the three. And, and, th- and the, the half sister to the, to the dam of um, Baid as well. Yeah, ah, so right. page. Jesus, okay, that's a pedigree and a half, right? One for the books then. Uh, the 315 is the Bet365 Superlative Stakes. Uh, Tony Cavan, you can give us your view here. It's seven furlongs, Group 2 contracts. Victory Dance for Charlie Appleby with William Buick on board. Six to four. And then Line of War for Charlie and Mark Johnson at two to one. Seven to two, Isaac Shelby, Dark 36 to one. And completing the short field uh, for a laugh, 33 to one. Not really your kind of betting race, TC. Uh, but how um, do you see this one going? No, I haven't really got an opinion in the first bit, Newmarket. I thought the sports book a top price for a laugh uh, at 33 to one. I thought he shaped really well at Sandown, but he's obviously got a lot to find on four men on the clock. But I, I thought he shaped really well at Sandown. And I think um, if he gets a proper gallop to go at, which isn't, um, which obviously isn't uh, a given here, then I thought he could outrun odds of 33 to one. But it's not my kind of betting race. Okay, for a laugh. For a laugh then, Kev, give us your view. Um, I would be quite keen on line of war for sure. um for, for Mark and Charlie Johnson. Um more so for what he did first time than last time. People will focus on last time because he won the half track, but um his winning debut at Leicester I thought was impressive. It, it was very strong on the clock and he, he just really kind of didn't have to do this as much. I didn't think at Newcastle last time. And um, he's stepping up in class, he's taking on a sexy good Alphon one, but um I, I thought he had the best form in the book. Uh, with the most substance and yeah line of war he's a fair pickup now because he's from the the one and only crop of roaring lion and um you know the Qatar racing would have been keen to get as many of them on board as they could and this fellow only cost seven grand like so um i don't know what the crack but wasn't with him was as a yearling for him to make so little but he was a good pickup and um yeah i'd say it could be it could be a group two winner uh come 320 on saturday what a legend of a horse roaring I was. And obviously, you're not going to see too many of them around. Okay, so that's a pretty strong view from Kev there. Um, as we move on to the Bet365, excuse me, Bunbury Cup. A handicap five place in the sports book here, each way value. Any fans of Oscar Wilde know what Bunburying is? If I was to say he's, he's doing an awful lot of Bunburying. I imagine Kevin Blake does a lot of this in his time. Well, the importance <laughs> of being earnest is basically Bunburying is creating a fake scenario or something that's completely made up to avoid getting out of a social engagement. So, Kev, I imagine <laughs> you do that all the time. Down yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I'd love yeah. to be there, Laz. I can't. We have another phone coming in tonight. Sorry, sorry, I can't <laughs> make it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a very enthusiastic uh, Bunbury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Bunbury Break. There's a lovely symmetry for that as well. Right. Let's talk about the Bunbury Cup then. Five places I mentioned. Uh, the 350 on the card. Uh, Montesib, five to one for William Haggis. And uh, Samburu, six to one. Jumbi, seven to one. Il Bandito for James Horton, nine to one. And it's 10 to one bar. Right. Uh, kick us off, please, Dan, with this one. Uh, the Bunbury, five places. Surely something of value further down the list here. Well, the opening race of the New Market July Festival saw one big field race. It was a sprint. And I don't know if it was pace only because I was watching it on a dodgy stream on my phone. Mm. But they were absolutely dominant on the near side, low draws. They thrashed far side. So I'm looking for something drawn low. I'm shying away from the obvious SEXY types, Samburu, Montesib, for an old stager in Jumbi, who I thought was nailed on to run really well. He's a new bay. Oh, and I know, I know he's. 
I know he's been a sprint. He's been a sprinter this horse of some repute. But these new bays always stay further, and he's had one go at seven, and he won over course and distance. He beat the reopposing the attorney. He's on better terms with that horse, and that was a proper return to form last time. He was third in the Wall Kingdom coming from midfield yes he was on the right part of the track but that was him back to his best and i thought he was very solid and it's that man on again excellent okay jumby seven to one and uh, what about yourself kev jumby oh. jumby jumby nation i don't fan- I, don't, I, I don't fancy it, but that's just what i think we've talked about it before i have this <laughs> weird thing about putting horses names into songs and that that's my one for jumby it's been a jumby nation <laughs> jumby and zombie but anyway <laughs> um, was the one i went for here it's kind of painfully obvious really but he was um he was very well fancied for the buckingham palace and sure look on another day he might have won i think it's fair to say and um, he gets to compete off the same mark here. Like it, this is probably just as competitive, in fairness. Um, but look, it was only the fourth run of his life. It'll probably bring him forward again. And um, yeah, I, I thought he'd take a bit of whacking, to be honest. Uh, it's painfully obvious, but um, because of the nature of the race, he's still um, still a price that most would consider a working man's price, dare I say, even though Calvin will probably shoot that straight in half now. Yeah, five to one. <laughs> Five to one, five places each way. So money back if it comes in. I mean, you know, Tony Calvin. <laughs> I can picture you, TC, in your raver days, your pair of Petro Motion jeans on, giving it socks in the club to all the big disco tunes. Tell me, tell me I'm right here. Tell me you were, went through a rave stage, Tony Calvin. I was born 52. <laughs> I thought you a big Darude De- fan. De- oh, no, just, just rude. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you were born 52 that's why the thought of you at a rave actually Jesus Christ how many, how many wrong turns did Calvin take to get to a bloody I'd like, I'd like to say I'm Benjamin Button but I'm just getting older and grumpy <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. that's, maybe, maybe a rave would do you good anyway go on um, like I, 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 when the sports book opened up betting on Thursday morning they had persuasion in the 50s the outside of the oh. field um, that's coming to 33s but I still think he's a really good bet, man. This horse was a quite a decent handicap with when with Charlie Hills last season. Beat a horse called Doulas on fast ground at Haydock, and Doulas won subsequently. And um, he now finds himself here with a different trainer and two pound lower. And now he runs for David Barron, who I've got a lot of time for. I've got steadily better the, uh, this season. Uh, third at Red Car last time uh, was the winner was drawn on the other side of the track, so I thought that was a good effort. He's building slowly, and I just wonder whether they've had this race in mind for a while. Obviously, it's a valuable pot in its own right, but the owner, Lawrence O'Kane, he loves a good swing at a handicap, and he actually won this race with a horse trained by David Barron in 2017 called Above the Rest. Mm. So he's well handicapped on his form for Charlie Hills. He's progressing with each run for David Barron. Got a bit of history there with the owner and trainer. He's got his ground. I say that, but... Like new market have been putting on unspecified amounts of water, which is in, isn't on. I I haven't seen any interviews. It was rattling on the first day on the Times, wasn't it? The uh, Thursday, it was really quick. I'm, I'm not massively worried about stall sixteen for him because some of the horses. I, I think you've just got to have a jockey alert to the, the situation. Some of the some of the horses that were drawn quite high came came towards the middle uh, and they ran quite well. Uh, so as long as the jockeys are liable to any draw bias, then um, I think Persuasion is still massively overpriced at 33s. And uh, with the five places, uh, if you yeah. want to make way, I think he's a very good bet. 
Excellent. Okay, persuasion it is for Tony Calvin. Top of the market for Kev in Montesiv. And Jumbe, Jumbe Nation for Dan Barber. Right, the last one we're talking about, new market, gentlemen, is the 425. It is the group one of the day. It's the Darley July cut. And again, six furlongs. Here we go. Perfect power, nine to four, fav at the time of recording. Artorius is at seven to two. Creative Force, five to one. Naval Crown, six to one. And it's nine to one bar. Kevin Blake, give us your group one, six furlong, fast horse winner. Um, yeah, I, I quite like romantic proposal. Do you? Um, for for Eddie, Eddie Lynham. Lynham. The, yeah, the mayor. Um, like, look, Artorius is a horse that, that I liked for Ascot, and he ran very well, maybe should have won. Um, but like a, a big part of the case for him there was that it's a stiff six, and that would really play to his strengths. You know, uh, I, I, probably, I know I, I mentioned it every year, plenty of others probably do too, but like, there's a fair difference between six at Ascot and six um, on the July course. Like I think the standard time is two seconds faster uh, at Newmarket. You know, twelve lengths is a, is a fair old jib. Um, it's a test of speed, and I don't think that that increased emphasis on speed would, would necessarily help Artorius. Um, but romantic proposal, like she was a slow old burner, but she really came good back in the last season. Won the flying five, um, made a very good winning return. I thought at Nace, um, little slightly concerned that she hasn't been seen for kind of eleven weeks, but. Um, Eddie Lynham definitely wouldn't bring her over here if, if she hadn't had a good preparation. So I'll take my chance on that front. Um, fast six will suit her well. Um, like there's a chance we haven't seen the best of her yet. So um, I was quite happy with her at the price and she'll do for me. Kev, I really like Twilight Jet here. I mean, look, I know, like, obviously didn't run any sort of race at Ascot the last time, but I mean, you just have to put a line through that. 20 to 1 to me for Twilight Jet's a huge price. Yeah, he scored badly after Ascot and, um, you know, you have to forgive it, but it is a quick enough backup, you know, uh, with something yeah. having gone wrong like that. So it'll probably yeah. go and win just a second because I did really fancy him at Ascot, but um, I just, okay. if, if, it was a, if it was three or four more weeks down the line, I'd say I definitely would be with him, but it's just a bit of a quick turnaround for me. Okay, fair enough. Tony Calvin, who have you come down on in the Darley July Cup, please? Similarly, with Kev here on Romantic. Ooh, nice. I, I backed her at 18s and 16s earlier. Oh, than, lovely. Um the price has run away from me a little bit, but Betfair is still 12, four places, and I'm, I'll am i be happy to go in again on that, and I think I probably will. Um, yeah, I just I just thought she ran a, a really good race uh, when beating Geocentric and Moonista on a on a comeback at Nace. Obviously, if you go back to the Flying Five win last season, beat a case of you, uh, went on to win uh, the Abai and won a great run in, in Dubai as well. So I think she's got form. She's got loads of speed at five furlongs, uh, so I, I think the, her natural speed, she tanks through races. And um, this is the first time she's raced over six furlongs since um, winning at the Coa last season. I think and she's got a lot in her favour. Um, she missed Royal Ascot. The reason why she, she's coming here from straight from Nace in April is she missed Royal Ascot because she scoped badly. Um, but obviously, like Kev said, they wouldn't be coming here off cocked. Uh, they weren't happy with her. One issue is is the ground because she's never raced on anything quicker than good. But uh, like I said, they've been chucking shitloads on at Newmarket, and I think they'll just continue to do so. Um, I think the track will really suit her. I think uh, I think a quick six would be ideal for her if she handles the ground. I, I really like her profile. Okay, very good. Two for romantic proposal. Very strong shouts. Dan Barber, to yourself. Well, I was very strong on Naval Crown, and I'm, I'm slightly less so now I've seen Stall 13, because I have a concern that in a smaller field than usual, things will develop stand side. But 
It was a massive performance at Ascot. I don't think he was on the best ground necessarily, but he showed raw pace on his first run for a while. I was on creative force um, down the middle and he was just wasn't getting, didn't get there in time. And as Kev said, I think the circumstances become different again here. If Naval Crown shows the same sort of pace and can lead overall, and I think he can, then I think he'll just be too quick for them. I hope he gets out, edges across, maybe races middle. Um, and even though I think Creative Force is a superior horse, maybe even back at Ascot, even though he, he was beaten by him, I think Naval Crown's raw pace marks him down as the one who's of most interest. Because the other thing to note about the big field race on the opening day of the July meeting was the fact the winner, Lethal Levi, of that big sprint, shot off at 100 miles an hour and just didn't come back. Mm. Okay, excellent. It's a fascinating race, gentlemen. I'm sticking with Twilight Jet um, at 20 to 1, I have to say. So uh, very best of luck with all of that. Right, move on to York, if you don't mind. The 145 there, it's our money back special. Money back as a free bet if your horse fails to place. Please check out the show terms and conditions, uh, the description in the uh, show terms and conditions there. And uh, it's the John Smith Racing Handicap. It's one mile. And Isla Kai is your 11 to 4 favorite for Nigel Tinkler. Blue for you, 9 to 2 for David O'Mara. You've got Island Dove at 9 to 2, Young Fire 11 to 2, and it's 10 to 1 bar. Tony Calvin, uh, you can kick off with this if you don't mind. Who do you like in this one mile handicap? It's right up um, your street. This is another one where I just could not believe the opening prices. Uh, sport- Are you sticking with VSN of Serendipity here after it did, did you such a wonderful turn last time? Well, no, two races, um, no. Golden Oasis opened up at 40s, uh, got clipped into 28s, and. Um, I, I back I back him at 16 plus. Um, right. The angle with this horse is, um, you know, he, it's, it's all about the handicap mark. He's back to a mark of 82, and that's and he won last season at this time last year off a mark of 82. Then he went on, he got up three pound, he won again, so he did the double there. He's come down. He hasn't he hasn't been doing much this season, but his best run was probably over course and distance, where he was um, not beaten far under five lengths in a 21 a handicap. So. I actually think it's all about that. I mean, uh, he hasn't been ridden prominently on his on his most recent starts. His best forms when 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 forcing it, uh, or, yeah. when, or when sitting handy. Um, so hopefully he'll go forward. But with Isla Kai and Chalet in here, uh, David Allen might have to just sit off the pace uh, and then try and pounce late. But as long as he's ridden handy off a mark of eighty two on a course he he does go well at. Garden Oasis is, like I say, he's a bet for me, depending on when you listen to this. He's a bet for me at 16 to 1 onwards. Okay, and 16 to 1 he is currently, as I said, money back is a free bet if your horse fails to place in this. Uh, what about you, uh, Dan Barber? I like Isla Kai, who Tony yeah. mentioned. That, that The niggle is, as he says, if, if Chalet tries to lead him, I'm not sure he'll have the dash to do so. Maybe he will, but mm. equally Isla Kai's in store one, a couple inside of Chalet. Obviously, they, it's on a turn and then they round into the straight. But, I mean, just the effort he puts in to try and dominate in a big field at Royal Ascot to finish six um, in the Hunt Cup versus trying to dominate nine rivals in a 0 to 100 at York. He just pulls apart, and I guess he was already due to be dropped. If he wasn't, it's staggeringly lenient that he did get dropped two pounds for that run. I think he must have been due to go already, but he's down to 98, creeps into a 0 to 100. I think he's essentially the class horse in the race who has no trouble winning races, unlike Young Fire at the top, who's a difficult customer. I like how he's just very progressive. And that, that was his best run of the season. I expect he'll just build on it now. Excellent. Okay. So I like I at 11 to 4 for Dan and Kevin Blake. Blue for you. Um, right. Positive trainer swap uh, David O'Mara to. 
Dermot, uh, sorry, Dermot Well to David O'Mara. Um, didn't shape too bad the first day. They shaped quite well behind Biaser and Dippity last time with cheap pieces on. And they've stuck the visor on, which brought about a career best effort for DK um, last year. So I think that that's definitely positive. Seems to be running into form. Um, handicap mark is perfectly reasonable. And yeah, I thought Lou for you might take a bit of whacking, as a great man once said you. Okay, okay. excellent. Uh, blue for you. And Garden Oasis for Tony Calvin, a bet at 16s plus Isla Kai for Dan. Okay. The 220 gents is John Smith Silver Cup. It's group three. And uh, TC, you can kick us off here. Without a fight is your even favourite. You've got Thunderous at six to four and John Leeper, seven to two, three horse race. Which the three wins? Do you care? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, I what, at a wider point, it, obviously we're doing this on Thursday. It wouldn't surprise me if ITV got together with John Smith's and changed the running order because you've right. got a 13-runner handicap um, uh, just following the stairs handicap. So there's no normally when they don't can't move races around it's because there's different different uh, sponsors. Um, yeah, I mean obviously a free runner race isn't going to get anybody uh, anybody worked up as well, but a thirteen runner staying handicap might. So hopefully they they might switch them around. But I mean if you're looking for if you're looking for a horse that's likely to lead and is very solid, thunderous is your one at six to four. I'd rather have him over the over the even money favourite. But as with most of these small field condition races, it's What's the point? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, Kev. What is the point? I mean, you know, give us your give review. Yeah, wouldn't 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 do much for me now. Um, but right. fight, okay, probably wouldn't win without a fight. But um, yeah, yeah, disappointing, isn't it? Yeah, let's move on. Okay, the um, next race on the card is uh, let me just get it up here. Excuse me, it's the four oh five, and it is the John Smith Cup. Five places in sports book each way. No problem with this field. Plenty here to have a right old swing at. And um, your favourite is Marijan at five to one for William Haggis. Rogue Bear six to one for Tom Clover. And Matt at eight to one for Owen Burroughs. Intelligent nines and it's ten to one bar. Right, Dan, you can uh, give us your uh, tip for this one. Five places in the sports book each way. Plenty here with cases. Who's the strongest? Yeah, Clapton once wrote a song called Hello Old Friend. And I'm yes, adapting that maxim for old La Trinidad, the York specialist. He's oh, installed yeah. four. He's been dominated by... There used to be a row when I was first into racing. Everyone would say, Oh, you need a hydro on that man a quarter track at your you want a hydro on the John Smith Cup. Last five or six have all been low. The Trinidad's in four. He's teed up for it. I, I keep saying every year he's brilliant at York, but his best run of the season was when I was quite interested in him at Epsom. I thought he was finding form. Third run back. Ran well despite meeting trouble at Epsom. I just think coming back, here's the clincher. He's off 92. It's a fair mark. I don't think he's sparkling the well handicapped, but how many of these are? It's mm. a weird renewal for me, which it normally has the apparent group horse in handicaps lurking in it. I can't see any of them. I think La Trinidad with the additional place is extremely solid. Okay, La Trinidad, 20 to 1, five places each way. Kevin Blake, who do you like in this wide open contest? Um, not, a big, not a big view, Hugh, but I'm not. Um, I liked him last year. He survived the, the Shadwell dispersal. You know, they only kept a limited number of horses and for them to keep a, a four-year-old gelding, you know, by Autad suggests that they think he's capable of a fair bit more than he's shown so far. So yeah. um, I was going with him on his first run back, but it's not a bullish view. Okay, 8-1 to one at the time of recording. Tony Calvin, you must fancy one here at a big old price. I, I did an anti-post piece on Tuesday. I put up yes. three horses and I thankfully they're all running. Um, and I'm still quite keen on all of them. There's four horses officially well in here. 
And the three, three, of the, three of the horses I put up are, are all uh, are out, well, including the, those four. The first one is Intelligent. Um, 11's earlier in the week. He's still uh, best price for the sportsbook at nines. I thought he is very, very solid. He's been running over a mile. He's £4 went on in his Hunt Cup form. And when he was training in France, he only got beaten a length in a French derby. So I think the step-up in will suit that. I think yeah. he definitely set first view. Um, again, a pound went in after Leicester went over a mile last time. Um, go back and have a look at his form. His, his dams are related to a Gold Cup third in Waris, also trained by Saibin Sarul. So I can see the step up in Chiefs really suiting him. And the one I've got up at 40s on Tuesday, Jewel in my crown. He's a uh, She's a pound well in uh, after Winnette um, at Windsor last time. They're all coming in premier form. They're all well in. Uh, I'm happy to have those in my dreaded portfolio. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm sticking, I'm keeping the faith with them. I probably won't have a fresh bet in the race because I've all backed them all anti-post and they've got there. But yeah, those are the three that I'm very happy to have on the side. Okay, excellent stuff. Uh, all the big prices as well and five places on a sportsbook. As you mentioned, the last at York we're going to talk about before we move to two at Ascot is uh, the 440, five furlong listed sprint, fast horses, only need to apply in the John Smith City Walls stakes here. Winter Power, seven to four, Favourite, uh, last seen at Ascot, uh, ran no sort of race, but obviously is better than that uh, bare form. Seven to four. Corker at five to one. Uh, you got Royal Acclaim in there at five to one. Uh, Katura six to one, and it's ten to one bar. Okay, Kevin Blake, uh, in the fastest of all fast horses, who wins this sprint? Yeah, look, I'd, I'd say Winter Power is right to be taken on, really, isn't she? It's kind of an obvious one to take on. Um, hasn't looked the same filly in recent starts. You know, people, I suspect, or the market at least, is clinging to her record at York, which is excellent, um, to, to bring her back to life. But uh, not yeah. for me at that price. Half tempted to put up my old pal, Atalas Bay, at a big price first time after gelding, but I'll leave him for now. And um, I, I thought Kachura was, was, was very fair at the price. Um, you know, just very solid form. The book was a real tough two-year-old. Um, has clearly trained on, has been running well at this sort of race. And um, yeah, I just thought he'd be very tough to kick out of the frame and could well go win. Okay, good stuff. And um, that is Katora for Ken Blake at six to one. Uh, for yourself, please, Tony Calvin. Yeah, well, the, the sports book are currently ducking Winter Power at seven to four. I thought I wouldn't be, I wouldn't personally be laying like that, but she's a general five to two in the marketplace. And I just think the market's probably overreacted. I mean, there's no way in the world I'd lay that Philly at uh, five to two against these. Now, I get, I get she's been under par mm. uh, on two runs this season, but, you know, obviously a record at York. She won this race last year. She would just win if she if she runs to the, the non-fault form. I know that's a big if, but no way in the world would I be going anywhere near five to two laying this. And I, the market hasn't really formed on the exchange yet. I mean, if she hits three to one, I mean, I don't massively fancy her, but no way would it be laying on those prices. If she hits three to one, I'd probably end up backing her because although the others, notably Corker, um, you know, it was very unlucky at Ascot when only beaten three and a half lengths and got, got left about six lengths coming out the stalls. Yeah. But have got chances against her. They're going to have to step up massively. I mean, she's unpenalised. She's a group one winner unpenalised. She's won her last three at the track. And if she turns up in anywhere near her best, the others are going to have to improve 10 pounds to actually get near her. So if Winter Power hits freeze on the exchange, I'll play. If she doesn't, I'll just sit here. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. I can see the logic to that. Um, for yourself then, Dan, last word to you. Yeah, I'm backing her. I am. Oh, yeah. I, I just, 
Yeah. I don't know. This is it, I don't say it's last chance saloon, but she has gone and she can't beat these. Mostly at levels. She be, she'd have been giving lumps to these in the same race last year had she had all the, the group one accumulated penalties. Look, she might not be what she was, but she what did Ascot tell us? She was in the middle of the track with only one other horse. Ascot isn't her course anyway. She was isolated. That was a line-through job, probably needed a reappearance. I think arguably she's the most interesting runner of the whole weekend because if she does put it together, mm. she'll obliterate these. And I thought, I didn't think seven to four was too shabby, to be honest. It's, it's almost, I, she almost strikes me like she's, she's an evens chance. You're backing yeah. her, you're backing her to retain 95% of ability. That's that's what you're doing. Yeah. That's an exchange horse, even though she's not, you know, each or two, uh, even money. She's a classic exchange horse, isn't she? I mean, you know, if, if they want to, if, you know, the exchange lads want to take her on and chase her out to 3 to 1 plus, I'll, I'll happily oblige them. I wouldn't even put, because the yacht records, I wouldn't even put anybody off having a little place later to cover your win bet because I don't think there's going to be much in between. She either wins by a mile or she'll blow out completely. Yeah. Okay. Good points. All right. Good stuff. Keep her on side, maybe for uh, York on Saturday. Right. Two and ask her to talk about gentlemen. The Betfred Heritage handicap is the three o'clock on the card. Tab deed for Archie Watson with Holly Doyle on the Saturday is your 15 to two flavors. Wide open this alongside burning cash now. Uh, so joint favorite. Nomadic Empire nine to one. Uh, Corazon at uh, 10 to one. Uh, alongside Lovely Man and his 12 to 1 bar here. Right, Tony Calvin, and give us your view on the Heritage Handicap. It's wide open, five foot on. Yeah, I, I back Stone of Destiny. I know he's a I know he's a very frustrating horse. Uh, but you know, he dropped three pounds for a Newcastle run last time on the all-weather. Um, he got no cover there whatsoever. It was a completely throughout race for a horse like him. He was also tried in first-time blinkers, and the fact that they've been left off here after that disappointing run suggests. He may have he may have resented that. He's like you said, he's back on a mark of eighty-seven. His previous yeah. runs this season uh, were all very, you know, they're very creditable, and he's beaten four lengths in the dash coming from off the pace like he does. Uh, you know that mark of eighty-seven. He, this time last year, he was rated one hundred and six after beating four lengths in the King Stand. He's got lots of good Ascot form. You know, he's fourth in the Commonwealth Cup back in the day. Um, Probert's back on, um, and he's drawn eleven of twenty. So. Unlike Newcastle last time, he'll get buried. He's got the ground. He's got the handicap mark. He's got the course form. Um, like I said, um, with the extra places, double figures each way, I'm happy to take a chance. I mean, like I said, he is a very frustrating horse and he needs it to fall right, but um, he's got a hell of a lot going for him. Okay, Stone of Destiny for uh, Tony Calvin. For uh, yourself, Dan. Yeah, I think I think it's a massive price in this. I'm I'm concerned about Stall too, but I think Alligator Alley's well overpriced at, at twenties on the sports book. Um good operator from his days with Joseph. Kevin know him obviously, they know him better than I do. I've always felt he wanted six furlongs or a stiff five. He gets that. I don't think he wants soft ground. That's what he faced at the Curra last time. Prior to that, good Epsom run. And the, the I was at York the other month where he ran and I thought he showed loads of promise, finishing well over a, a a race won by fine wine where they went they went hard and just didn't come back. Russell was second in that race. He was a for my pals, he was a, a group three winner or group two winner at the weekend, um, winning that race at Sandown, the Coral Charge. So that was a strong race and I thought he showed plenty. And I think there's been excuses certainly last time because of the ground. I thought I thought he was well over his twenties. He might end up on the wrong side. I don't know, but I thought he was very interesting at the price. Hundred percent hundred percent see that. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Alligator Alley, twenty to one. Right, lads. The last one we're talking about is the Fred Crowley MB Summer Mile. It's a Group Two contest here. 
And um, Chindit is your two to one favorite for Richard Hannon. Uh, one, three, four, his last three runs. Modern News, Charlie Appleby, who was second to last two runs, seven to two. You've got Mutasabek at seven to two, and it's 11 to two bar. High class race, group two contest here. Um, so, Kev, you can kick us off. Last race, who do you fancy in the group two, please? Um, yeah, I thought Modern News might be able to reverse that form of my Oberon on a revised terms. Yeah, um, he's a very he's a very talented horse. In fairness to him, and he's um, he seems to be booming at the minute. And there's probably not a whole pile between them now. But I just thought at the revised weights and um, this course distance might suit Modern News a shade better as well. So he was my lean. Excellent, seven to two for Kevin. Modern News and Tony Calvin. Last word to you on the last race. Um, probably won't have a bet in this, but just uh, the prices look wrong to me about Perotto. Obviously, he hasn't got you know there was free here or. All, uh, locking horns again. First time cheap pieces. It's just purely the fact that he, he's a much bigger price. If the headgear does bring him forward, then you know he could be the one. Uh, but you know, I fancied him at Ascot, didn't I? He couldn't have drifted anymore. <laughs> he just could mm. not give him away. Yeah, he's like I said, he's got. If he comes back to his best, and he, that run last time wasn't bad. I mean, he, his price doesn't really make sense compared to the other two that he mixed it with last time. But no, it's 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 a really really trappy race. We haven't even got the free each way term, so uh, no Perotto, but I won't. Mm. Be, I won't, probably won't be backing him myself. And okay, well done, lads. That is eleven races. Super Saturday done and dusted. All that remains is for your nap. So what we'll do is in reverse order. Kevin, I won't read out the total. You could you could do with a winner, Kev. But sure, look, you know, I mean, life life's not all about having winners. Do yeah. well. Yeah, sure. Look at you. You know the, the beauty about this game is you just need to land one big slap. That's all. Fell on the floor. <laughs> That's all. Um, so I'm so I'm gonna take a big swing with a romantic proposal. Will do Ooh. for me. Um, win and place, just to win. be slightly windy. That's in the Darley Cup. Romantic proposal. Win and place for Kevin. Tony Calvin for yourself. Ditto. Same. Oh, wow. oh. And I'm going against you in the same race because I'm going Twilight Jet. Win and place. A 20 to 1 in the same race. So three of our naps are in the same bloody race, lads. Interesting, interesting. Dan Barber's our table topper, plus 305. What is it for you? I'll go naval crap. No, I won't. Um, I, I, <laughs> I will leave, leave you three to fight over that. I actually think the best value of the weekend is winter power, but nobody wants to hear me put up a 7 to 4 chance. So hey, I'm listen, going to I, go do, with, I do. I'm going to go with Alligator Alley to defy the draw in two. And prove okay. himself still very interesting. Alligator Ali 20 Can I, I, I didn't get where I am today without being winded, though. Can I have him win in place, please? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to win in place myself. Hey. Win in place. Is it just win only for GC or win in place? Uh, win in place for ba- Barrett yeah. always calls him Fast Eddie Lynham. Is there a Fast Eddie? Fast Eddie. That's yeah, it. Fast of... Eddie. Fast Eddie. Yeah. There's a taxi driver in my neck of the woods, Wicklow, called Fast Eddie. And I tell you, it's a thrill and a half getting the car with that. Yeah, it because <laughs> it was, he actually won that race in 2013 with Slade Power. So hopefully. Yeah. Nine years later, we'll be running again. He knows how to train a fast one, all right. Eddie Lynham, okay, good stuff, gentlemen. Reminder that the money back special um, and Betfair is in the 145 at York. Money back as a free bet if your horse fails to place in the 145 at York. Uh, terms and conditions in our show description. Gentlemen, enjoy the weekend. We're back on Monday with Wade in to look back at it all, including, including the return of Frankie and John. We'll talk about that on Monday. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the racing. Talk to you then.